From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm your host, Scott Pukas, and today we're doing a deep dive into the 2018 Oscars. The winners, the snubs, the thrilling speeches, Sufjan Stevens' crazy cool suit. We're breaking it all down. Joining us today, we have a little podcast newcomer, Mark DeStefano, an editor at CGI Communications and little super duper fan. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, next, we have Matthew Passantino, film critic and writer at Big Picture, Big Sound, and Film Threat. And also, you have a movie podcast yourself, correct? I do, yes. It's uh, it's called Cinechat on the iHeartMedia app. I'm going to bleep that out. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This is my sense of humor. Rival podcast. Well, it worked. <laughs> I'm going to dub over it and say, movies and a microphone is the best. <laughs> Off to a great start. Our next two guests are very familiar to anyone who has listened to movies and a microphone before. First, we have Jackie McGriff of the University of Rochester and certified film superfan. Jackie McGriff, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for returning. I'm always <laughs> pumped when someone returns. It means I'm doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we're joined by city newspaper writer and film critic, Adam Lubitow. How are you doing, Adam? I'm good. Always happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, I should add editor, too. You're an editor at City Newspaper. Yeah, that's a, that's a new title. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I, I had it in my notes, and I just skipped that. <laughs> I skipped right over. All right. A lot to unpack here. The Shape of Water wins Best Picture. Get Out wins Best Original Screenplay. A couple of longtime members of Hollywood finally win an Oscar. So, my first question to you guys, what was your biggest takeaway from the 90th Oscars? Jackie, I'm starting with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Um, so it feels like this is, and I know we've had m plenty of speeches before in, like, recent years at the Oscars, but it feels like there's something huge coming, or at least starting, especially with women's empowerment and the Me Too movement and everything. I think it's, like, the start of maybe possibly hopefully executives at studios talking about having more stories that represent those who are watching the films or at least wanting to watch the films so i feel like we're gonna have more black panthers you know we're gonna have more ladybirds you know like stories that tell more about people that we haven't we haven't really heard from um and so that was my biggest takeaway from the oscars is like it feels like the start of something uh big Let's hope so. All those movies you mentioned are incredible. <laughs> and if that means more of that, and kind of even Frances McDormand, yeah. her, her speech, oh, I think, yeah. was reflective of that. Exactly. Well, at the end, she was saying, you know, what we're going to do is, you know, you guys, and she was talking to the execs, she was saying, you need to get, you know, the women and, you know, minorities in here, and you need to have, sit down and have discussions about, and like, she's going into this whole thing about next steps, like, as if they were at, like, some huge meeting. But really, I mean, that's where Hollywood is you know that's like the biggest that's the biggest award show and so she's like listen in order for us to really get this going we have to make the necessary steps and so I mean and I just love her I just love her so but the speech the speech was just amazing and so I feel like this is going to be the start of really, really actually making a change in Hollywood. And that visual of all the women standing up. Oh, my God. There was so much talent in that room, and yes. that talent is not going to be denied anymore. Oh, absolutely. That, that is a good thing. Yeah. Mark? Oh, oh, sorry. She taught everyone about inclusion writers, yes. which was yes. fascinating. Yes. Uh, which, do you, do you want to explain? I'm going to be honest. I had to look it up. I was oh, like, no. I read sure, my yeah. entire feed. Yeah, she, At the end of her speech, she just said, wow, I don't know how she put it. She had like, two words, inclusion writer. And so, yeah, my entire feed was like frantically Googling inclusion writer, which uh, is a clause you can put in your contract uh, that specifies that you won't work on a project uh, unless there is a minimum uh Amount of diversity in the cast and crew, you can specify uh, at least 50%, uh, and, and that can be, you know, based on gender or race or, or whatever you desire. So, yeah, and you can make that, yeah, you won't work on something unless it meets those, those requirements. All right, Mark, I'm going to bounce back to you. Biggest takeaway? Women before men. That was a big takeaway. Like, playing with the format and structure, there were subtleties that I think made a big difference, like presenting 
uh, Best Actor before mm-hmm. Best Actress. It just shows that the Academy is really, really trying to take steps forward. And, I, I, I mean, it's not the biggest change, but usually in years past, it's like Best Supporting Act, Actor first or Best Supporting Actress. But to switch those two, it, uh, I think it, it is a big takeaway for me. Even if it's the little, it's little steps. Also, Roger Deakins, you know, oh winning, <laughs> winning yes, after finally. you finally. know so <laughs> many. You know, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That was like not for like Shawshank Redemption, right. not for Skyfall. Skyfall is the most beautiful looking mm-hmm. Bond mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. and he should have won for that. But you know, winning for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh my God, I saw that in IMAX. It was it was so grand and so big and so colorful and so vibrant and. It, it was just amazing. So I was really glad that, you know, he, he took his win. And, you know, uh, and obviously the, you know, the first female cinematographer to mm-hmm. be nominated mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I haven't seen Mudbound yet. That's next on the list. That's next on the list. But Roger Deakins winning, that's uh, my big takeaway. Yeah, so for context, that was for uh, cinematographer, for, best for cinematographer, Blade Runner. And yes. he's done, it's, it's the work that you've probably seen all of his films, uh, but you don't, quite recognize the name maybe unless you're diehard film fans like like all of us yeah. in the room but Blade Runner 2049 is just stunning and it didn't play it the little so <laughs> so it doesn't matter <laughs> the title but, has been bleeped and all <laughs> so I'm bleeping out everything you just no, no. don't fall for it I did <laughs> No, but that, that film is just the, the image. Imagery is gorgeous. The special effects, obviously, they won as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a really, really good movie. And actually, we may be, we're hoping to play the original Blade Runner at some point Ooh. at the yes. Little this year. So that's my little tie-in. There is something there. You should make it I a mean, double feature. <gasps> Ooh, that'd be great. Hey, I will be advocating for that. Adam Do not worry. Roger Deakins and Teddy Villeneuve. I mean, they're a power, they're a power couple and that's actually one of my biggest loves. We're not there yet, but Denny Villeneuve didn't get the love that he deserved. Oh, my God. That's what, We'll <laughs> save that for I later. I'm sorry. Sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, what, what was your takeaway here? Um, just from, some, from you know, studying the Oscars more than I ever studied anything in school, um, I just feel like what I really kind of took away from this is that they're – I'm not going to say at all, but more and more, there is no such thing as Oscar bait. That term, I think, mm. is slowly, slowly, we'll say, starting to go away. I mean, on uh, face value, Get Out is not an Oscar film. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, a costume drama. And, you know, I mean, if it was, you know, 1999, Dark as Hour would have won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have something so amazing like Get Out that was a, you know, I mean, it was a three-horse race, maybe four for Best Picture, and Get Out was a, a really in there and i think that's kind of cool because like yeah i'll throw around the term oscar bait because it's easy to but i just hate that term because i just feel like a good movie deserves all those gold statues mm-hmm. so, no matter what it is and i think so i'm excited to see what kind of weird crazy wild movies are coming up and that will you know be at the oscars like i mean get out was a february movie made for four million dollars or came out in february and made for four million dollars made all kinds of money at the box office and I mean, a horror movie has only won once in 1991. So, I mean, it was just kind of cool that we had something like that. Sorry. We had Mad Max. I mean, Mad Max and Glorious Bastards. Like, these movies you would not think that would be up for Best Picture, and yet, like, the Academy is recognizing more of these films that Mm -hmm. are not necessarily those, like, the drama films that you normally associate with Oscar yeah, and it's really a, a simple view. You're thinking it, the good, the your favorite movies, the good movies should be nominated. There shouldn't be like, oh, it's awesome, I, everyone loved it, but oh, it's not an Oscar film. It's like mm-hmm. it's such a such a simplistic view that I'm right. glad we're I mean, starting to transition to. I mean, if I had my way, a ghost story would have been up for best picture, Ooh. and <laughs> that uh, was a big snub for me. I mean, and that's not an Oscar movie. Well, you had that as your uh, Matt. You had that as your top rated film of the year, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was that and three billboards yep. going back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We'll get to three billboards. Don't worry. <laughs> but first, Adam, drop some knowledge on me here. Um, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. Uh, my biggest takeaway was that uh, Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph should host the Oscars uh, next year. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. They were, like, by far one of the highlights of that ceremony for me. I, As soon as they came out, I... I wish they just stayed up on that stage. <laughs> that was, they were delightful. If Tiffany Haddish isn't in your movie, you're not making your movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
She was the star of the whole season. Even the Oscar announcements, she stole the show there. Um, yeah, at least at least her them they should do a movie together or something. And, Absolutely, and certainly host again. Yeah. I think I don't think anyone's disagreeing with that. Yeah. <laughs> so my uh, my biggest take takeaway was kind of more of a revelation. I was watching it and I I noticed a trend every single year the. The film's nominated for best, usually original uh, screenplay, sometimes the adapted one as well. But I prefer the screenplay movies to the best picture. Mm-hmm. For example, Get Out was my favorite film this year. Mm-hmm. And I realize as I say that, I sound like Bradley Whitford. In- <laughs> <laughs> I watched Get Out so many times. Would you have voted for Obama for a third term? <laughs> Absolutely. No, um- <laughs> I, I, uh, I vote in the Independent Spirit Awards, and I told somebody, I was like, I, oh, I voted for Jordan Peele for best director. And I was like, ooh. That was the most get out thing I've ever <laughs> But it truly was. It's a movie that I just thought about the most. It, like, just from a blockbuster standpoint, it was the most suspenseful. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it gave me that feeling in my gut, like when a horror movie, you're like, I don't know what's going on. It made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one that I thought about. And then on top of that, it just had a cultural re- relevance today that is makes it even more essential than it would be normally. So with all those factors together, I mean, it was my favorite film. I, I didn't think it would win Best Picture. I did think it would win Best Screenplay, mm-hmm. which is my point. The Best Screenplay ones, <laughs> usually I prefer them to the Best Picture. Am I alone in this, or do you guys kind of get a similar sense? It was a great crop of original screenplays, though, this year. I mean, adapted screenplay was kind of a weak category this year. Um, original screenplay, I mean, it, that could have gone in three different ways, at least. If this were... Ways. Five, maybe six years ago, I think three billboards would have won just because it was a different time back then. But just because it's such a cultural shift now, that category could have won either way. I could have seen Greta Gerwig winning, Jordan Peele, who did win, Martin McDonough. You can have a max of 10 Best Picture nominees. (laughs) So I don't understand why they can't fill the 10th slot with something like The Big Sick or even Coco or Mm -hmm. even any other film imaginable mm-hmm. so not if if it's not worthy it's not worthy but you know why not you know more competition yeah. and big sick was my second favorite movie yeah. so, so i would have been okay if that one too and i would have liked to see more love for lady bird as well mm. so. yeah, and i do feel like the the screenplay categories are where traditionally oscar voters sort of are more adventurous with what they they stick in there i'm just thinking even back to something like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. I believe, got in there. Um, and yeah, and Big Sick was the its one nomination. So I feel like they do, they're more risky with what they get in there. And as a result, you know, those are sometimes the more exciting mm-hmm. movies. And I'm glad you mentioned Eternal Sunshine. It's actually, I went through the years and compared them and wrote down a few that really stuck out to me. And in 2004, Eternal Sunshine, which did win uh, Best Original Screenplay, uh, and Million Dollar Baby won Best Picture, which I did like Million Dollar Baby, but Eternal Sunshine is just next level for me. It's just so oh, yeah. inventive and creative. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Uh, 94, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. screenplay, Forrest Gump picture. You know, I Forrest Gump, I do like Forrest Gump a lot, but Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. prefer that. And of course, 96, there's a big one too. <laughs> this is the biggest discrepancy for me. Fargo, which was screenplay, and then The English Patient, which was oh, Best Picture. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so Team Fargo <laughs> <Wow>. here. <laughs> I mean, if, if FX no makes question. an English Patient TV show, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Fargo is a brilliant show, and I highly recommend it. All right, so next, I, we're going to get into a little bit of a debate here, I think. I, I'm thinking maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Shape of Water, one best picture. My question, is it worthy or is there something else that was more worthy? Adam, I'm going to start right to you here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's happening. (laughs) Um, Worthy is such a strong word. Um, (laughs) I'm not, it's not. We don't use weak words here. (laughs) Only the strongest words. I'll put it, it's not one that I'm upset about winning. I mean, there are, are definitely. There are at least three other movies that I would rather have won, mm-hmm. but of the things that might have that actually had a shot, that's the I I don't really have a problem with it winning. I mean, I I loved The Shape of Water, and I think my biggest reservation about it winning is that there's always that sort of backlash when something does win Best Picture, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's, there's lots of faces and motions around the table right now, and I feel like it's it's not really deserving that because I thought I thought it was a great movie, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat where I thought it was a great movie, but it wasn't the best picture. Now, yeah. we all laughed and paused because as you were saying there's a backlash, <laughs> Matt was pointing to his yeah. face, yeah. which was the face of backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, Shape of Water is a fine movie. And... Um, you extended that fine. It's fine. It's a fine movie. I've had a very... I've had a roller coaster of emotions over this movie. I When I left in the movie in December, I was like, that was really good. But then it was kind of like, it was, I think I meant to say it was pretty because I don't think, I think it's problematic. And if I were an Academy voter and how they vote on best picture, they, you, the amount of nominees, you have to rank them. And then it gets, it's voted on a preferential system. I mean, that would probably be seven, eight for me. I so. No, is my answer. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. A, I, I. You can't be. Ma- I can't be too mad about it because Guillermo del Toro is just a very delightful person and so happy and so passionate about what he does. Um, I just don't. For, I don't. I didn't connect very emotionally with that movie, and I think it was just kind of. Um, I think it was. I think once you kind of peel away the pretty exterior, it just was kind of a simple, flawed movie. So I just say I, I didn't quite love it. I felt underwhelmed. So when I delivered, when I handed out water to you guys, I was going to make a shape of water joke or something, but I'm glad it would not have landed. All right, we're going to go to this side. Yes. Jackie, Mark, you can rock, rock, paper, scissors to see um, who goes first, but thoughts. Oh, you can go okay. first. Um, okay. So I I saw the movie, and I had went in with people like – well, I had went in by myself, but, like, before I went to go see this movie, everyone, like, literally everyone was like, Jackie, you need to go see Shape of Water. So I had this, like, I had this expectation of it, which is always dangerous when you're going into a movie. Um, But then, like, like I'm looking at the different elements of it. I mean, cinematography-wise, it's it's very, very good. Um, the production design, amazing. Sally Hawkins she's just incredible like her performance um so everyone in that movie was was great but especially her she has this one she has this one scene where she's talking to her friend and she's talking and i think it was a clip actually shown during the oscars so i don't need she, to do a spoiler alert no, 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 siren no, no. here no no <laughs> it was it was actually shown during the oscars like she's talking to her friend about like trying to save him and everything but the way she's doing it because she is because she's mute and so like the all the emotion that's going into this is is amazing so i'm like okay i get it for that my problem is with movies that reflect like having a relationship with some like another either being or like just something that's not like not human like i remember and this is again another one that actually won original screenplay her like i connected so much more with that film with their relationship i totally agree yeah yeah then shape of water because i was like what is what is my disconnect i I was trying to figure out what the disconnect was and i think we might have talked about it like last podcast but it was i think it was more along the lines of we didn't really i don't know if we we got enough of their sort of connection of how there was a romance yeah exactly that's, that's, that's 100% my problem yeah and know. so like so i'm sitting there and i'm like live tweeting like a crazy person and and <laughs> your live tweeting was excellent <laughs> oh my god thank you um i i always try um so i'm like getting ready to type in so i'm typing in best picture three billboards cuz that's exactly what i thought it was going to be um and then they say shape of water and i'm like uh oh okay i i guess did they mess up again like what the heck um and then i'm like no it's definitely shape of water i'm like all right and that's pretty much my reaction to it because i was like there's i mean the, the film like i thought was great but not like oh my god this needs to win best picture like i know get out was not going to win but if i but had that would have been, that would have been <laughs> amazing and then and three billboards like again it has its problems um but i don't know i felt like it was more deserving than than shape of water but i mean if like it has to be shape of water then that's fine but i just it was like what? Yeah, that was my reaction. All right, so we we have some mixed feelings, Mark. <laughs> where, where do you fall on this on this here? I mean, I was I generally walked away from The Shape of Water uh, with a positive feeling. I enjoyed it. It was a it was a great movie. I felt like for uh, 
the most value of your money. It, it was a great package. It was a great score, great direction, the story moved along, and it was interesting because you had a mute character falling in love with uh, a monster, beast, whatever you want, sea creature, sea man, whatever you want to, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call him, and. Sally Hawkins, you know, just blew me away, and she uh, stays with you long after you left the movie. My money was going to be on three billboards uh, because, I mean, it was going to be either or, Mm -hmm. but with three billboards, I feel like, like with Get Out or even Lady Bird, you you leave sort of kind of different than when you went in. With The Shape of Water, I was like, this was fun. This is great. I'm glad I went to it. Um, I might not remember it next week, but I will remember three billboards. I will definitely remember Get Out, and mm-hmm. I'll remember uh, seeing Lady Bird and how I you know, connect with my mom even seeing that movie. So it was kind of surprising and not surprising, but I'm generally, I'm generally, generally, I'm generally pleased. Um, yeah, I'm not mad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it comes down to. That everyone is kind of more positive on three billboards than I am, and kind of the, everyone acknowledges that it's kind of the it was between the two of them to yeah. actually win. So I was happy to see Shape of Water take it over three billboards, um, and so that might be just just the defining factor. No, because I think I we talked about that last time, and mm-hmm. yeah, how I was like, well, I think it was before. I don't know if it was during the podcast or before, but no, I definitely see where like the flaws are with three billboards because they start and go into these other subject areas and then immediately stop and it goes into an entirely different direction you're like you had an opportunity to like talk about this thing um that's relevant to our culture right now and instead they just took another turn so i don't know i don't know if we had gotten into that but yeah that was I see. I see your point. <laughs> I, I see your point. Well, movies are so subjective. You're not going to have oh, totally. a unanimous yeah. decision for me. Uh, so I need a little shout out. Finally, I've been slacking there. But so if anyone wants to follow the little newsletter, the little dot org slash newsletter, and I bring this up because in one of uh, my newsletters a few weeks ago, I ranked my favorite movies of the year, which is not to say the best movies of the year, just my personal favorites. Um, I had Shape of Water and Three Billboards right next to each other. I had Three Billboards, number four, Shape of Water, number five. So I was fine with either. Shape of Water, I felt it had a magical element to it, which I liked. It kind of, it was more of an adult fairy tale, like Beauty and the Beast. So I was able to suspend belief. I didn't have a problem with any of the elements in that that way. But Three Billboards, it kind of had the unpredictable feel that I, I just didn't know what to expect. And that's were, Martin McDonough for you. Yeah, like in Bruges, the writer. same. Yeah, in Bruges, it's one of my favorite, mm. Bruges, favorite movies. It's great, uh, and th- that was one thing I liked. And I, um, so a little bit of a spoiler. One of the big parts of the backlash is w- part of what you were talking about, Jackie. And there's Sam Rockwell's character, and of course, Sam Rockwell won the Oscar. Yes, give a shout out to Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is terrific. Um, but he, uh, his character was a horrible human, a yes, horrible racist. Um, and then there was a perceived redemptive arc. I kind of felt like it was more of a character change. It was more of he was one note at the beginning, and then he had a little depth. Not necessarily that they were redeeming that mm-hmm. he was redeemed. Right, right, right. I mean, even at the end, he was. They were going to do something that I won't say, but it was something that certainly is not very good mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. would not be considered redemptive. Um, so for me, I didn't have a problem with that, but I, certainly I could understand if others do. I think the character of Dixon thinks what he does in the towards the end cleanses him of his terrible behavior mm-hmm. i don't think the movie makes that excuse i think the character thing because these are deeply flawed people yes. so i feel like someone as deeply deranged and flawed as dixon and sam rockwell gave an excellent performance as this character um i think he thinks that maybe he he's now a good person i don't i never thought that the movie was trying to push that on us yeah so i'm gonna try something a little different since there's a lot to cover i'm gonna do a lightning round so i'm gonna give a topic for instance biggest snub and then you're going to have 30 seconds to answer. And I'm timing you. I'm not really timing you. But we'll just try to keep it quick. As the Do point. I win a jet ski if I answer? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, we don't have the budget for a jet ski. So you will win I don't that. have the coordination to stay on a jet ski. You can ski. keep that <laughs> bottle of water that Thank you're drinking. You. <laughs> we won't recycle it. Uh, okay, Matt, we're going to start with you. Biggest snub. 
Faces Places. <laughs> so Faces Places is best doc. I'm slowing down the lightning round. I'm, I'm defeating my own purpose. So Faces Places did play at the Little. It was a best doc. It didn't win. You could expand a little on it just because I think this is interesting. I will give a disclaimer that I slacked in the documentary section. I saw like every documentary except the ones nominated this year. Um, so I have not seen Icarus. I will dis- disclaim with That's that. That's Netflix one, so we, we don't care. They're here. not going to stick around. <laughs> um, but Phases Places is just, I saw it at uh, Toronto Film Festival last September, and I just kind of walked to my next movie uh, with a big smile on my face. And um, I don't usually like to smile, so I just <laughs> was like, <laughs> so this movie, the, three movies this past year, um, I just felt deep, like m- deeply moved by three movies this past year, and Faces Places was one of them. I think, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm like the biggest Anya Varda fan. I mean, I through the award circuit I've become because I just want to be her best friend now. <laughs> but um, I mean, Faces Places was the first movie of hers I've actually ever seen, and she's a legend. So I kind of went back and started doing my homework, and so I think that's a good thing about that movie that it got me to see some some classics and um but it's just a great movie and it's just a very delightful movie and she teams up with this um you know decades younger street artist muralist um they just go around france and meet people and she comes to terms with her you know she's at the end of her life and she's fine with that and it's just it's it's a really sweet movie and i thought it was uh, it was one of my favorite movies of last year for sure and um i thought it would win and then it didn't and I wanted to put three billboards up asking why. <laughs> Maybe she, <laughs> she came all the way outside the Dolby. She came all the way from France and no Oscar. How come? She's adorable. I baited you too. I did a preview tweet of this and I put a gif of that. Sorry. <laughs> I sent you the appropriate tear emojis. <laughs> all right. Boom. Lightning. Adam. Biggest snub. Uh, visual effects uh, going to Blade Runner 2049, which were beautiful, but it should have been War for Planet of the Apes, which are just so groundbreaking and i can't believe that that trilogy for what it did never got an oscar for its visual effects which is just nuts yeah with the whole thing is visual effects exactly that's incredible all right jackie we're actually gonna keep it to the lightning one this time (laughs) biggest snub oh you weren't Uh, ready i caught you off guard no um i think we already discussed what i thought was the biggest snub. i was terrible in getting to like the docs or the shorts this year so um yeah. The shorts I, are playing at the little, but they close, they close. on Wednesday and Thursday. Exactly. Um, so when you're listening to this, you won't have a lot of time. Go to the little.org for showtime. So when they're done showing, can I talk about how terrible Deer Basketball is? <laughs> oh, my Ooh, God. I was totally not enough. expecting that one. I was that, like, guys, so Kobe Bryant now has an award. Let that sink in. Yeah, I don't want that yeah. to sink in. I don't like that. Yeah. Any part of that. I'll, right. I'll let Mark go with his snub, and, <laughs> and then we can talk about Deer Basketball. We have thoughts on that. Okay, cool. Because that was going to be one of my snubs, but... <laughs> Uh, I'll talk about Baby Driver not getting best uh, editing. Because, <laughs> okay, there. We figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> because that was a film, and Edgar Wright is just um, one of the masterful storytellers today. And that had to be a film that you had to edit before you had to shoot your first take. You had pre-visualization. You had sketches. You had all this. You had to time it with the music that you had to license before you even shot anything. And everything was on beat and off, offbeat in certain parts. Everything was planned out and meticulous, and it didn't win. And that, ah, uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I get why Dunkirk won mm-hmm. because I did saw it in IMAX, and I was just like so zoned in. And they did such a great job of keeping you zoned into a piece of history that a lot of people didn't really know about. We had two films about Dunkirk this year, mm-hmm. which. Wow, that happened. And I thought I, Tanya was going to be, you know, a respectable uh, choice for – all of them are respectable choices. I'm sorry. I thought I, Tanya was going to be another favorite to win Best Editing. But the fact that it was Dunkirk, it was like, it was like okay, it was like a sort of a gimme typical winner when Baby Driver, you know, when you watch it, you get it. Mm-hmm. it. It was such a great – it was a ride beginning to end. 
Well, actually, I have to thank you for that, Mark. Because, so for those who don't know, as we mentioned, Mark is an editor. So that's his thing. He knows that. He works with uh, my girlfriend, Meg. We didn't ask her pool. And she picked Baby Driver because of the discussion she had with you. I picked Dunkirk. And, of course, won. Did I rub it in her face? I absolutely did. <laughs> I did. I won the pool. Megan, I, I, I feel... I'm so sorry. People... <laughs> People like it when you're a jerk about that thing, right? Absolutely. I was, like, that's, waving that's in her experience. face yeah. and jumping on the couch and fist pumping i i feel it was a solid move a solid boyfriend move. i had something actually to say though about like dunkirk winning best editing because and then and then sound mixing and sound editing i feel like in those categories whenever there's a war story and correct me if i'm wrong for any oscar last, story last year was hacksaw ridge yeah so. i feel like any war stories it automatically i mean american sniper like yeah. those continue to at least like the current dominate trend. in those yeah so i'm wondering like what that is like should we just then kind of like stop discount? making war movies no 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 always no um but no i feel like yeah so if there's ever like a a war story in that category i'm wondering okay do you even then look at the other ones because it feels like the trend is to give the war stories the all the editing. And, and I get it. There's like a editing. lot that goes on. Right. There's like hundreds of audio tracks and the yeah. amount of video tracks that, you know, you have to do. A lot more audio in the video. That's how it usually works. But, and there's a lot that goes into it. And out of respect, they're like, okay, that was a lot. And mm-hmm. they made this whole thing. So just give it to whoever edited that. Right. So. The, the, that first, I mean, that first scene in Baby Driver, though. Oh dun, my dun. god! Just with the music dun, dun. and everything, and him like doing the whole. I'm sorry, I got the windshield wiper like scene in my head. If there now. was an Oscar for best choreography, that would have won. Yes, Ansel <laughs> Engler. Good job. I don't know if I'm going to anger you, but I kind of thought Baby Driver. I thought it was a serviceable action movie, but I did not think it was anything special. Oh, oh whatever. Scott. I'm sorry. I'm like, I, whatever. I was like, oh, I. It's enjoyable, but then the ending, I was like, oh, this is like just a, a run of the mill. That'll movie. be our next debate, Scott. I'm glad I have. I thought it. Uh, listen, I ha- I own it. I thought it was a very good four dollar Black Friday purchase. Is oh how I feel. About I love Edgar Wright, right, but not my, not my favorite Edgar Wright. That's movie. at least yeah. a five dollar bargain. <laughs> at least five dollars. <laughs> listen, the entire cast, of Baby Driver minus Kevin Spacey, listened to this podcast, <laughs> so I apologize to them. But it just it wasn't. I enjoyed it, but nothing nothing more. Oh man! Uh, I will say it, the jumping back a little bit to yeah. the the editing of Dunkirk. It's interesting since, I mean, on its face, it's so yeah, sort of the traditional war movie. Mm-hmm. But the way it's told is yeah. sort of all to do with the editing. Like there's the three not a lot of cuts, lines. but you're tuned in. Yeah, and yeah. the the three different timelines. You know, one taking place over a week and a day and an hour. Um, there's obviously a, a lot of editing involved, and as we say, you know, most usually supplants best for the Oscars and yeah, yeah. most. But on the other hand, I heard so many people come out of Dunkirk saying they were totally confused by the three timelines. So it's kind of like maybe it didn't do such the, a good job with the editing <laughs> if everyone is kind of, if so many people are kind of lost coming out of it, which I thought was interesting. Which seems to be the, the goal that you don't want. Exactly. <laughs> Let alone the very best. Uh, so we're going to transition back. As as you can tell, there was some outrage when we mentioned Dear Basketball. Oh, so the, <laughs> at the little one of one of my favorite parts that we show is all the animate, Oscar animated short films. Uh, or we show the animated ones, live action documentary. And animated is always one of my favorites. Uh, each I love debating it. I love checking out the different stories. are always so creative. And my feeling, and I, I think I'm going to have some agreement in this room, is that Dear Basketball was not the best at all. <laughs> and perhaps it was even the worst one of it. I mean, yes. That's not even speaking about Kobe Bryant as a human, um, which we won't even get into. Because um, oh, I, I could. That's a whole because other podcast. I could. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. So can I, but I'm not going to. Because we have a time limit. But just, I didn't, I understand it was a big name with the animator, but I just, I felt there was so much more inventiveness and uh, delightful storytelling in the other films. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this. I, was there anyone that was for Dear Basketball winning here? No. I'll, I'll say that I'm not surprised it won. Ex- Me yeah, neither. Yeah. I mean, Me I predicted no. it. I just didn't want it. <laughs> this was the first year where I've seen all the animated shorts. I went to the Little, uh, and which was it was a really great showing. I thought it was either going to be Garden Party or um, Lou, Lou or the the Fairy Tale one. 
defying. Oh, uh, Revolting Rhymes. Revolting yes. Rhymes. I thought it was going to be either one of those three. Negative Spaces was great. That that could have been a great choice, too. Dear Basketball, if you're a fan of sports or if you're a fan of, you know, John Williams scores, it's a pretty great five-minute uh, piece. And, you know, it's kind of like a self-pat on the back, very much so. The The, the art was great. How it was told was great. Did I see it winning? Could I see it winning an unnamed value alone? Yes, and it did. I didn't want it to win. <laughs> I wanted a garden party. I thought that me was too. Animation. I like, I garden, garden party's yeah, animation garden was by far the. Like if you're just looking at animation, I mean, I think my the one that I enjoyed the most was Lou. I thought the story, which just kind of was charming, and I liked it. But garden party, I was just it, the actual animation when I was watching on the screen just blew me away. Who do you think yeah. the guy was at the end? <laughs> <laughs> so I know. So I. I, I think it was, I kind of just thought it was like a mobster. Um, According to Megan is convinced that it's Donald Trump. She told me that. I, I didn't see <laughs> she, that. She's convinced that it's Donald Trump. And I was reading a Hollywood reporter. Uh, like every year they have an anonymous ballot voter um, talk with Hollywood uh, reporter and say why he or she chose this, chose that. And they mentioned uh, El Chapo. I didn't even think of that. So – now I have to watch it again. Yeah, hey, uh, it's playing at the little. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite the spoiler. Not quite. You, yeah, it's getting getting there. Or so. is it? Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> so any other thoughts here on, the, on our best animated category? Uh, yeah, I think we covered it. Yeah, Garden Party was my pick. And yeah, no, I expected Dear Basketball to win, but did not want it to. Because yeah, it was just a kind of self-serving commercial for how great Kobe Bryant is. Yeah, yeah. we can pretend and say John Williams won. and that's the thing like i feel like it won because he's kobe bryant and he has the money to get the greatest living composer to go to write the music for his movie and one of the greatest animators to make it it's just uh. yeah part (laughs) of maybe my bias even if it was self-serving and it was someone that's really affable and likable like lebron then i'd be like hey i like this but kobe it's like no no no." (laughs) (laughs) all right so any any other uh surprises at the oscar was there anything so you guys seem to have a lot of these picks but was there anything that like genuinely surprised you or shocked you in the ceremony? For an unpredictable year, well, like the acting races were all locked up yeah. months ago. Um, but for kind of like where the top categories were felt kind of unpredictable for a while. I mean, I, it really ended up not being. It kind of I thought it all went pretty much as expected um, for the acting and the screenplays mm-hmm. and whatnot. Just I went out on a limb and said Get Out was going to win Best Picture. I just kind of felt it. Yeah. Well, Adam was saying that thing, before. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, that which would have been amazing. And I think I think a probably movie... would have passed out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think a movie that was so well liked, like Get Out. I think it could. I thought it would benefit the most on the preferential system. Yeah, exactly. I think something like Shape of Water, people would be like, "Oh, that's so good," or like, "Ew, there's fish stuff." And um, <laughs> and um, so yeah. I, so I guess I was. I mean, I, you can't. I mean, shape. It was either going to be Shape of Water, Billboards, or Get mm-hmm. Out. So I guess I wasn't really surprised. Yeah, but the, the preferential ballot is kind of why I ruled out three billboards because it yes. was divisive. So I figured there'd be plenty of people, you know, raking it dead last for them. And I thought that yeah, and would take it out. And it's like Billboards won so many awards. Uh, Golden Globes, BAFTA, SAG mm-hmm. won so many awards. But the only, one time it lost a big award was at the Producers Guild, which is a preferential system. Okay. So then you saw that. That was its weakness. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Two things for me. One is um, Gary Oldman finally has an Oscar. Thank Yay. you, Academy. Because uh, that's been a. <laughs> he's like, oh. All right. We have more debate here. <laughs> okay, Jackie. here we go. I'm going to move on because. <laughs> oh, let me stretch before we argue about Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Okay. You know what? All right. Hold that thought. Um, two. Two was. Um, and I was like, this has to be new because I don't remember this. The little um, montages before the, um, you know, before like best supporting actress or mm, best you know, actor. Like I was just like watching it and just being like, I I mean, I already love movies. You guys know I love movies and I wouldn't be on this podcast if I didn't. However, you kick you off exactly. <laughs> However, I it just made me like, I felt like I was being like, transported like back to when you're like six years old and like 
the the like to the first moment that you realize that you love movies like it kind of catapulted me back to that every time i'd see one of those like i would just geek out over all these different movies that are being shown and everything and i was like this is why i love movies mm-hmm. like they're so they're so inspiring i feel like the best ones for me at least have such a powerful message which is why i wanted to get out to to, to win you know and and all these other movies that i felt like were really important especially given the times and so to go back and show all these like montages, especially like best actress and best supporting actress when we're again focusing more on female empowerment, those really spoke to me because you're seeing all these incredible actresses and they're playing these fierce and complicated women. Like it's, it was just awesome. So that I really enjoyed and I hope they continue with that. That was a good point. Yeah. I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People always sort of, are the the montages is the first thing people tend to mention when they're like, oh, the ceremony's so long. Do you really need those? But mm-hmm. I I am a sucker for yes. a good movie montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, I just go back to being a kid and you know mm-hmm. when I watch the Oscars because of course I always did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you watch those and you're like, oh, look at this entire like world of movies that mm-hmm. I haven't seen that I it makes me want to go out and watch them all. Yeah. And I feel like that that's kind of their purpose, and mm-hmm. so that that alone makes them worthwhile. And was anyone else like going and naming the movies too? I was like, oh. Yes. Matrix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. American Beauty. That was oh, me. Man. Big that was me. You know? <laughs> the fact that Austin and Powers made it in oh one of the montages. <laughs> yes. That, that was. That was great. <laughs> Austin <laughs> Powers is art, though. It's a ride. All right, so we, we have to. The Gary Oldman got some groans. So we're split up in the room. Dang Obviously, you guys hoping. can't see. We have Jackie and Mark on this side. Jackie was like, Gary Oldman, yes. And then over here, we have Matt and Adam, and they were they were not having it. So Gary Oldman and all of his makeup. You guys feel this is not the best actor? Is that an no? It was the statement? best makeup, and that's why he won. Yeah, it absolutely deserved makeup. <laughs> I think I, I think I, in hindsight, it might have not made sense. All I think right. I tweeted when it won best makeup. Congratulations to Gary Oldman for winning his first of two Oscars. He'll win tonight because I think that's it's all it's just all a makeup job. That was, yeah. He screamed the whole movie. Listen, <laughs> he okay. screamed the whole movie. To He's very fair. theatrical. To be fair, okay, <laughs> let me. Let me just bring Gary this Oldman's around. listening, so a lot rides on what serious you're about to black. say. No. Um, so here's the here's the thing. Oh, serious black. Right, exactly. Um I when I went when I went to see The Darkest Hour, first of all, I was like, okay, we've already seen this movie because it was Dunkirk. And so I and then the the entire movie to me didn't really feel like like I didn't feel like it was like an amazing movie. I just kind of felt like Okay, this is the typical, and I also hate this term. But it's so but Oscar easy to bait. use. But it's but it's it is Oscar bait. But like, just seeing like performance after performance after performance of Gary Oldman, like I feel like it was a long time coming. And to me, like, I mean, I I didn't see Call Me by Your Name, so I guess it's not fair for me to really be like, well, he really deserved it. But I was like, after seeing like Gary Oldman, just not win you know, stuff for his amazing performances and everything, like, in past movies. I was just like, please, please. And don't get me wrong, like, I did think he did a good job. And, yes, it is a lot of him yelling. But this is also Gary Oldman, and he always, like, he always brings it as far as performance. So I'm just like, please just give him, please just give him the Oscar. Like, I personally, like, when everyone was talking about how Leonardo DiCaprio needs to win, he needs to win. And I'm like, again, I probably wouldn't have given it to him for the Revenant. We agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, I'm like, okay, I see your point. Okay. Give him the Oscar and everyone just shut up about it. Like, that's what I kind of sort of was saying about Gary Oldman. I was like, he, he needs this. But shouldn't we have a higher standard than that? Just I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, it's, well, it's this is his only second. This is his only second nomination. The first was Tinker Taylor. Yeah. Uh, mm, which was the John LeCarrie uh, adaption, yeah. 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 The, thi- the thing about, I think a lot of this was it was a career award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no. it was a career award right. because I think this movie, I didn't like the movie because um, it was boring. Um, <laughs> and that tube, there's that tube scene, and well, it just Lincoln was too, but Daniel Day Lewis. I would have voted for Bradley Cooper. Oh God! Uh, we can't be speaking badly about Daniel Day Lewis. I know that man is He's a retiring. national treasure. <laughs> but the thing yeah. about he's going to think... retire in a French village and make bread. Probably <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to listen to this podcast. I think. <laughs> I think that Gary, my problem with Gary Oldman, it was it was because listen, I'm Team Allison Janney, and that is a showy showy performance. 
Yeah. Uh, the thing about um, Gary Oldman is mm. I thought that it was all show and no – I thought there was no soul to that performance. It just felt like a very hollow um, play to the back of the theater job. And also, I didn't understand a word he said half the time so, <laughs> because I just – I don't – there was just so much yelling. <laughs> so which, which uh, performance do you prefer? Yeah. I think I may know the answer. Timothy Chalamet. Okay. I think that I think that that movie. I think I think where you have Oldman is all show. I think Chalamet was all. He. I mean, he was the part of that movie. And I think that to me, in in my book, I think what you could do with not saying much goes a long way. I think every look and every every uh, the physicality of Chalamet's performance, I thought that was much more powerful than anything I saw in The Dark Zone. Who he was my other... second favorite to win. Who were was the your other... first? Gary Oldman. Oy. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you. Um, so... <laughs> so, so the others were uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Uh, I Which, do not have the. It was a blah <laughs> movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just. That's how I felt about that. So, uh, Daniel Kaluuya would have amazing. Oh, see, ah, yeah, see. To be quite frank, in that category, I would have only out of those five nominees, I would have only nominated Chalamet and Kaluuya. Kaluuya. I love Denzel, but he didn't have a chance this year. Yeah, no. he was oh, that movie's real terrible. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I haven't watched it. I was surprised he was nominated. Not surprised that he didn't do. I'm sure he did a wonderful job in the movie, but you can. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. I know. But I, I haven't I, seen it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not even like we need visuals for this. <laughs> this is a camera right here. <laughs> even even someone like Army Hammer would would have been fine. I'm really surprised that Three Billboards got two supporting actor nods in the same mm-hmm. category. Although I thought Woody Harrelson was great, Army Hammer would have been. You know that would he did such a wonderful job. Absolutely, job with Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet. Sorry, I butchered your name. Going back to Gary Actually, Oldman. you had you nailed it. Oh, I that, did? That, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Points for me <laughs> on a non-point-based podcast. <laughs> no, we're scoring you guys. Oh, we are? <laughs> Don't ever doubt that I'm not. <laughs> Going back to Gary Oldman, yes, the makeup helped. And and yes, he was brash. But he was Winston Churchill. Yeah. Like, it was a transformative performance. And going back to what you said, uh, Timothy, I'm going to call him Tim. Tim. <laughs> It was such a subtle performance, and you just ate for him mm-hmm. all throughout. And young love sucks, and you could feel it all throughout. And and that's to me that's what that what is what makes it a more impactful performance than something. Because I'm not against a transformative performance. I mean, look at something. I mean, I think if you rank in the past 10, 20 years, some of the greatest performances, I, top of my list would be someone like Char, uh, Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you felt the, 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 the torture and the damage of that character. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about Monster? Monster, yeah, yeah, yeah which I think is just uh, one of the great phenomenal. greats of recent years. Also yeah. directed by Patty Jenkins. Exactly. Yes! Wonder Woman director, yeah, which Wonder <laughs> Woman was snubbed. <laughs> I feel <laughs> That's a different. It was in the montage. <laughs> it was in the montage. Uh, I will go back. So yeah, the Timothy Chalamet uh, performance. That to me, and I, I actually did not see all of them, so I, I'm not the authority here to say. But for me, that that performance is amazing because he he did it. There was a subtlety to it, um, and then there was just the the act of like when you're a teen, just the hormones running through him, and just the giddiness when when he would see Army Hammer's character, and uh, it was just brilliant. And of course, the final montage was. This isn't quite a spoiler with uh, the Sufjan Stevens song oh. Gide- uh, oh. "Visions of Gideon," which actually was not the Oscar-nominated one from from that movie. Which I actually preferred that uh, uh, the one that was. That was but. a better song. I mean, I love "Mystery of Love," and that was that was personally my pick to get original song. I haven't seen Coco, so I can't really uh, say. But "Visions of Gideon," like when that played during the movie, um, when he's like waiting for Army Hammer to come back. Uh, Oliver, that's the same. Oliver, Elio. When Elio's waiting for Oliver to come back and you're just feeling his aches and pain and hearing that song, I was like, wow, that had more of an impactful moment on me than uh, Mystery of Love. Mm -hmm. Both good songs. I was kind of actually hoping they'd win, especially after I saw Sufjan Stevens' suit. It was an amazing suit. It was incredible. (laughs) Best dress. All right, so th- there's one thing. We're going for a while, but there's one thing that I just have to mention. So I my big thing at the Oscars, I want to see a best comedy one, and I know I've mentioned it before. So real quickly, if you have it, you can pass if you don't have it. What would you say if there was a best comedy? What would you want? My pick's Big Sick. 
Uh, we'll start oh. with Adam. Do you do you have one? That's tough. I'm gonna say yeah. I feel like Big Sick would have been mine. Um, yeah, come back. <laughs> I um, uh, if I was voted, there'd be a tie. Big Sick is um, you know, like the it was like the serious comedy, and then just straight up comedy girl strip. Okay. Okay. Uh, big sick. I haven't I haven't seen Girl Strip. That's amazing. I, that's next on my list. <laughs> but big sick. Um, I put you on the spot. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, just, I, that's a good uh, I told you to prepare us for it. No. Um, <laughs> Never. <laughs> I am between. I don't know if the second one is technically a comedy, but like, so the big sick because it it was just amazing, and then. I, is I Tanya considered a comedy? Oh, or is the Golden like Globes. Dark, yeah. Is it more like a dark? According com- to the Globes, Get Out is a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because like there are, I mean, there, it's a really it's a serious movie, but then there are also funny parts in the film. So I felt like okay, maybe it's more of a drama. But like, and I thought that that movie actually didn't really get a whole lot of like recognition, at least, like not not even the term terms of like nominations but just being talked about i think because you're mm-hmm. you're hearing constantly about shape of water and and um three billboards and everything and get out but then i'm just like well there's i tanya over here i thought it was very well done and it's touching on something too that has is is in the theme of like the me too movement and everything and women's empowerment and so i'm just like I don't know. For me, that one, I also really... It was entertaining like, enough where I it definitely would re- say it's it's best comedy. It yeah. would be like 51% comedy. Yeah. 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 Although, I maybe would consider Lady Bird in that, too. I don't oh, know. right. And, right, I, you right. know, I gotta say, I preferred Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, too. I wanted what? her to win. No. I wanted her to win. I, I love oh, Alison Janney, but Laurie so, Metcalf, going with what you said about, like, uh, subtleties and uh, keeping it in versus being uh, transformative and... Uh, explosive. Lori Metcalf as a mom, mm-hmm. I was like, good God, that's my mom. That's all of our moms. That's all of our dads, all of our parents. Just go to City College. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Supporting actress was like, that was a big, it was the, that was, that was the sophiest of choices though, that that category, <laughs> just because, I mean, Allison Janney, yeah, she's got like the more just, I, I probably by a hair maybe preferred her I don't know. Don't, I don't know. I wanted some. <laughs> I wanted the bird to get some recognition. Yeah, I mean, I she did. Like, she didn't mention the bird in her speech. That's true. I feel, <laughs> like, shout out. I feel <laughs> like when Ailes and Jenny like entered the frame, you like you, like sit up straight. Right. Exactly. And, like, that, I mean, that's the effect of her performance. But Laurie Metcalf was like, I've seen Lady Bird like three or four times, and it like you just see the subtleties and the nuances that mm-hmm. perform. But also, shout out to Leslie Manville. The, yeah. Oh my uh, god! The she only is thing a I beast. the only thing I can keep Seriously. thinking about from Phantom Thread because. Yeah. Um, I'm I. What I told somebody today. I'm like, I'm like. I will pick fights just so I can say, "Don't start a fight with me. Yes. You won't come out alive." Oh my like, god! I was like, I'm that using clip. that for everything. Oh yeah. Oh, I got. She the, got one of the biggest applauses when yeah. her scene came out. Oh, that, yeah. that clip is amazing. That yeah. So that was a hard <laughs> one. That category. But I was happy for Allison Janney. I thought she was great. I saw yeah. I Tanya the on Saturday right before it. Pittsburgh. I got out of work early. I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, you're, get, you're getting hey. bleeped too. All right. no, on, number two in my heart. <laughs> but equal, so sorry. Jackie, <laughs> Jackie. So I used to work at Pittsburgh Cinema. <laughs> we oh. like Pittsburgh. We don't have a problem with it. <laughs> sure. Um. <laughs> but yeah, before Sunday, I was like, oh, it's going to be. Uh, Allison Daniels is probably the favorite, but uh, Laurie Metcalf. That's my favorite. It's the only one I've seen. But I felt like oh, okay, I had to see out Tanya because of. The editing, of course, and uh, Allison Janney, and I went there, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my God, Allison Janney, she's a tour de force," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which is no surprise. Well, no surprise, yeah. and you know, it was weird. Like you sympathize, you empathize, you get it, you hate her, you love her. It's like not entirely black and white, and it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I can see why. Okay, yeah. I do feel like of the, of the acting categories that was the one that there was even a chance that there might have been an upset and i was rooting for laurie metcalf but i can't yeah i can't be mad that Allison janney won that's because of, yeah of everything we've she said. was great i just the, for me the one that stuck in my mind was uh 
I don't know, not really a spoiler. Lori Metcalf when she was driving away from the mm. airport, mm. and anyone who's seen mm. Lady Bird will recognize, mm. and it's just her face. And I was like, oh my god, it, it got to me. Oh, yeah, got to me she like, deserved so much going on under the surface yeah. of that performance. She deserved an Oscar for that scream in the beginning. I mean, that is <laughs> oh that, my that god, that is like one yes. of the great movie screams. <laughs> that, that one. Are you referring to when Saoirse Ronan <laughs> j- Lady yes. Bird jumps out of the car? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, well, which how... is also a great gift too, which I used yes. a lot when Lady got Bird that was saved too. I'm really, I'm really surprised. I'm sorry that that scene where. Uh, she just ducks it out of the car was even in the trailer. Because imagine if you didn't see it, you went to the theater and you saw it and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> did the movie end? Yeah. Well, how did you, because wasn't Octavia Spencer, too, in that category? Yeah, she yes. was. Yeah. So how did you feel about her performance then? Her, she was great, she too. She was great. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because she, you needed that balance in Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, so again, she was... She was interacting with a character who mm-hmm. did not have dialogue, so mm-hmm. she was doing it all. She was the center. Like yeah. she kept everything grounded. She added the levity and a lot of the humor. Mm-hmm. Now she was terrific too. That that category yeah. was well. I would have been okay with any of those. Mm-hmm. Did you? How did you? I just feel like. Well, I just feel like she one? wasn't. Sorry. I know she was fantastic. I just felt like, out of like all those ladies, too, like we weren't. No one was really talking about Octavia Spencer too, because. I don't. I don't know. There was so much buzz around, like the other, especially between Lori and Allison. Like as far as like the other ladies, like we didn't really hear about. Um, oh my God, Leslie, right? Her name. Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we didn't really hear much about her. We didn't hear much about Octavia Spencer. And I'm like, and again, that clip they showed of Leslie, like in Phantom Thread. I'm like, if I could take nothing else away from this movie, which I really didn't. Um, uh, I, know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. It's what you, it's for what you said earlier. Um, no, we're breaking out into fisticuffs <laughs> at the end of this. There will be a giant fight here, and that's how the podcast ends. There will be blood. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Um, but no, like that scene where she's, you know, like who is the boss in that situation? You know, because like he's the one, you know, who's whose name all of this is under but really like she's the one calling the shots she, and totally. that was just powerful and i i just i can't stop that like i said that's like the main thing about phantom thread i can't stop thinking about and obviously daniel day lewis is great but he's yeah. such a brat in that movie that, it's just like, that it got like to the point of it was kind of grating mm-hmm. um i like it fine that movie but um the I twist at the end I was like, was like what? Okay, this yeah. is where the PTA movie kicks in. Yeah, <laughs> no spoilers though. No, spo- no, spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. But wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right, so I do want to ask. We're going really long. I know you guys <laughs> are probably hungry, do. starving, do, begging to leave. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually have like an hour more. I want to talk about Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Gary don't Oldman do listens, so me. we got to be careful. No, <laughs> but what I want to know is looking ahead, and this is almost impossible to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You know, it's it's early, but any trends that you're looking forward to see, not just in the Oscars next year, but in the movie world, uh, is there anything that you think we will see next year? I'm going to start with, does anyone want to go first? Go first? Mark, we're going to go. Oops, I threw my pen at you. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Ow, that slid all the way across the table. Uh, I think um, maybe Oscar worthy, maybe not. I think Reed Moreno is a name to watch uh, this year, especially. Uh, she was a cinematographer and director for the, for the longest time. And The Handmaid's Tale, she was really mm-hmm. instrumental in uh, getting that show off the ground. She directed most of the episodes, including the pilot, uh, created the tone, and she's uh, directing more movies now. So I think even if not this year, uh, I know she has a movie coming out with Ellie Fanning and Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. uh, this year. Um I don't have the name in front of me. I have a cell phone, but I, I don't want to waste time. I think but we're alone now. I think we're alone now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that might be Oscar worthy. It might be not, but she's getting more buzz. So, I, you know, that's a name to, to watch for me. Okay. That's a good answer. Anyone want to venture next? It's Adam. Oh. <laughs> I choose you. Um, I think sort of as we were talking about at the beginning of this this episode, I think we'll see more more stories outside of the the straight white male perspective uh, i think that'll continue uh you know underrepresented voices um being able to have their stories told more women more people of color mm-hmm. uh lgbt um and i think that's a good thing cuz you know the more the more perspectives uh out there the better um and if we're if we're throwing out a title that we think might show up um my pick is going to be uh boy erased 
Okay. Um, it's uh, based on a nonfiction book uh, about a son of a Baptist preacher who goes through, uh, forced into uh, gay conversion therapy. And it is directed by uh, Joel Edgerton. Um, oh, wow. It has Nicole Kidman in it. And it stars uh, Lucas Hedges of Manchester by the Sea oh. and oh Lady Bird. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was <laughs> not my right. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a little movie, too. So yeah. we, we can go along with that. Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Which one you guys want to go next? Mm, I'll go. Um, so just to kind of piggyback on what Adam was saying, um, yeah, definitely more um, stories of people of color. Um, I am hoping and praying that, like, 12 Years a Slave is the last movie I will have, the last slave movie that I'll have to be put through. Like, because there's, there's so many stories out there of, like, of people of color where it's just we were talking about like you know slavery or like the characters are typecast into like being you know thugs or you know just someone who's on drugs or whatever like with with movies coming out like a wrinkle in time where there's a girl of mixed race who is the um main character in this fantasy movie um you have things like um Black Panther, which is like just crushing records all all across the board here, and so, do you think like, Best Picture maybe for next year? I don't think so. It'll you know it'll be in like the all get all the like the technical awards or at least be nominated under all the technical things. Hope, but you it'll know win what? costume design. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't right. be surprised if it got Best Original Song. Yeah, with. which is which is also another upsetting thing to me that Marshall is such like an underrated film. It wasn't really. It was a nice. It was a nice movie. I liked like, it. It was a nice movie, but like the only thing it got nominated for was best original song. I like that song. So it's a really good, good song. and it's a really yeah. good song. But I'm like, God, like you guys need to get more more stories of people of color in here and at least having them like take the forefront and not be the stereotypical um and also people to and i can't people to like watch and i can't say his name but like daniel and then whatever his last name is Kalua? yeah thank Kalua. you i don't know if um, I'm correctly there, but i don't that, yeah. know yeah i was like i don't know i'm not gonna even attempt that but like he you should watch him you should watch tessa thompson Ooh. who yeah she has been in She's been quite a few. She was I've in the her latest. Since Veronica Mars. She yeah, was okay. in Veronica Mars. Right. Yeah. She was great. She was in a BBC show. I think it was called Copper. I think. I think that was the name of the show. And then she got into um, Westworld. Well, she was in. Was she in Westworld? She's no, it's Tandy. Oh, she yeah. is. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was Tandy, Tandy Newton. Newton. Well, yeah, they're both in. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> she has a smaller right. role. And then like, now in she's Westworld. in Annihilation. Um, alongside Natalie Portman, and then. She was in the latest Thor movie. Again, not movies shown at the little. However, um, she's been in all these things. And then she was in Creed as well, right? Oh, so yeah. she, dear White People. Was was yeah, dear white people. dear white People. Oh, oh. So I actually watched the TV show. Is it good? I watched it. Yeah. No, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, but yeah, she's in all these things. And I feel like she's definitely someone to watch. And she's so talented and like doing things like outside of her acting career that are definitely something to watch for so mm-hmm. actually you reminded me i don't know who tweeted this and i want to give them credit but someone had tweeted at tessa thompson and like yeah. i have i have a story for the next batman movie and it's where batman it's kind of goes along with the santa claus mm-hmm. where she accidentally kills batman and then has to become batman yes. <laughs> and i wish i could give that credit mm-hmm. so i was like that is genius <laughs> and i would watch that movie and give it all the awards <laughs> So hopefully that's something we're talking about next year. <laughs> All right, Matt, any any trends that you foresee? Kind of like what I said up top, I think we're going to see, you know, bolder, uh, richer stories. Um, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think it's, oh, maybe for the next few years, I don't think it's always going to be, um, you know, the war movies and the the darkest hours and stuff like that. I think we're going to see more things like, you know, bold original things like Get Out and, um I mean, I would even say three billboards. I know it's unfashionable, but I love it. Um, and um, I think we're going to see more things like that that take chances. I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of these these kid these kiddos that were nominated this year, like uh, Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet. I th- uh, they could very well be back next year. Um, and I think that next year, I think Faces Places will win Best Documentary. 
That's my prediction. <laughs> it should, or else we're going to have trouble. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Was there anything we, we talked about a lot? There was a lot to go into. Anything that you guys want to want to say before we end this and go get some food? I think uh, the peach will be the best-selling fruit this year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm surprised oh. there wasn't one peach joke last night from Jimmy Kimmel. That's, there that's was a, a Matt Damon one. There was a Matt Damon yes. one, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> but uh, no. The peach was actually actually a very artistic part it, of Call Me By was. Your Name. It Although was. it is the easy joke, and I wanted to hand it out was. peaches when we had a, a screening <laughs> of, of Call Me By Your Name. But, uh, any other final thoughts here? You know, it, it was last year was a really great year for movies. And it, it was, was like a really exciting year to go to the movies. I mean, of course, there's always plenty of terrible ones, but... Um, it wasn't a predictable year. It wasn't. I mean, this was... And then, as much as I love the Oscars, a year in movies shouldn't be gauged just by the Oscars. Um, but, I mean, this was a rare year where it's like four, five, six of the best picture nominees were not just good, but great. Like, it's just, it's just an, it, it was an exciting year to go to the movies. So, um, I'm, that makes me hopeful for the year to come for someone who sees three, four movies a week. And I just, uh, I want to see more exciting things. And I think that, uh, I think that we are going to. Um, please, more superhero movies nominated for adapted screenplay because seeing yes. Logan, seeing Logan on the ballot was just enough to be like, okay, I'm definitely like, not that I don't tune in every year, but oh my god, like it could actually like win something. And it, and and the thing is, like, it it was an incredible screenplay, like, and it's a credible story. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, more stuff like that where you're including now. Again, not your typical Oscar bait, even though, yeah, I hate that term too, but like your typical Oscar movie, just more stuff like that. It's funny, movies that uh, come out now and maybe next month, uh, Get Out was a February Mm -hmm. movie, Mm -hmm. and January and February are typically panned as, oh, scumbucket season, Mm -hmm. but, and then this month we have uh, A Wrinkle in Time, which I could see easily be nominated for. Uh, pitcher and director mm. alone. Ava, please. So, you know, <laughs> anything's game. Mm-hmm. All right. Adam, final thoughts? Uh, I'm just going to build up uh, what Matt was saying. Face that... Place is going to win next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, just the, the quality of films that came out last year, I hope continues through 2018 because... It, movies were the one thing you know so much of the world has been so terrible the movie <laughs> good movies are the thing that sort of sustained me so i need that to keep going <laughs> please and I, i'm with you guys i there was i feel this year looking at the movies there was so much bold inventive mm-hmm. uh innovative creative storytelling that really captured me uh one of my favorites i'm going to give a shout out to uh before we go is obit which I felt should have been one of the best documentary ones. It was about the obituary uh, section at the New York oh, Times. Yeah. And in good. terms of storytelling, it was just so delightful and to watch. And I'm a newspaper person, so that that added to it. But there were so many movies like that where I just had a big smile. There was The Little Hours that I didn't mention oh. it for my best comedy, but it, in terms of belly laughs. And and that had a, a cast of Alison Brie and uh, Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. and Kate Bucucci. Who, 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 you know, who, who's going to deny that? I think Ron Swanson's in it at some point. Too, so uh, so I, I feel that's one of my predictions, more bold storytelling. And the other one is that we're going to gather in a year and talk about and debate <laughs> the heck out of some of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to my guests, Adam Lubito, City Newspaper, Jackie McGriff, U of R movie super fan, Matt Passantino, Big Picture, Big Sound, and Film Threat, and Mark DeStefano of CGI Communications. You guys all rock. That is a fact. Hashtag facts. Movies in a microphone brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time for a little break.